Welcome to the Salons by JC podcast, your guide to sweet success. I'm Mona, your host, here to provide you with inspiration and empowerment through great stories, business and marketing tips, and so much more, all to support your independent beauty professional needs. On the Salons by JC podcast, you'll get some amazing guidance from other salon suite owners, franchisees, our Salons by JC partners, industry experts, and thought leaders. At Salons by JC, you're on your own, but never alone. Welcome to the podcast, Eileen Perez, Salons by JC suite owner and owner of Hair by Eileen. She has found tremendous success in the hairstyling business since she entered in 2004. She has worked with several brands as an educator and cosmetologist. The San Antonio native specializes in dry cutting and stunning custom colors. Eileen has won several awards, such as the Raw Hairstylist of the Year, Alamo City winner Best Blowout, and voted four years in a row as the Salon of the Year finalist, winning that category twice. She has been featured in local bridal magazines, TV news stations, newspapers, and the National Fashion Magazine. After traveling extensively for education, Eileen has discovered the truth behind when you look good, you feel good. With that, she makes it her mission in life to make others smile. She certainly made me smile. She's down to earth and she's approachable. Enjoy the podcast with me and Eileen Perez. Hi, Eileen, and thank you so much for joining the Salons by JC podcast. I'm so happy that you are here with us to enlighten our audience. Thank you for coming. Of course. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Awesome. So we, you and I chatted just a little bit before um, we set up this podcast, and I learned a lot about you. I've also kind of looked through a lot of what you've done in the industry and looked at your website and all of that. It looks like you've just done so many great things, but I want to ask you a question. Tell us about your cosmetology background and then maybe why you decided to become a suite owner at Salons by JC. Yeah, of course. I would love to share that. So I went to beauty college right out of high school. It was something that I was always wanting to get into uh, growing up braiding my friend's hair, doing updos for prom and homecoming, you know, balling on a budget. So we just did our own hair growing up. And then I realized that was really good at it. So I went to beauty school in um, San Antonio, Texas at Mims Classic Beauty College right out of high school. Loved doing hair behind the chair. And I loved it so much. I wanted to become an educator. So then I went back probably four years after. So in 2005, I got my cosmetology license. 2010, I got my instructor's license. And then um, just floated around uh, trying to find the best salon for me at the time. And I think, you know, when you first become a hairdresser or any kind of industry, you're wanting to find like your niche. What do you what are you good mm -hmm. at? What do you like? What kind of people do you want to surround yourself with? What type of clientele do you enjoy doing? Mm -hmm. Because I think in the beginning, we're just trying to make money. You know, I don't. I think when we're young, we don't realize we have to work evenings and weekends and holidays <laughs> to make money. And then we're we're figuring out, 
okay, wow. Okay. We, we make money when everyone else is off and what works best for us. And do we have a family? Do we not have a family? Fortunate for me, I don't have any kids. I'm not married. I don't have any pets. So my schedule is very flexible. Whereas other schedules, other people, depending on their circumstance might not be, but I decided to go into teaching for a little bit, developed um, three cosmetology programs at three different high schools. It sounded good on paper, but I realized it stressed me out more than it did me <laughs> as good as I, as, as good as I like to admit. I, pref- I love doing hair. I love working behind the chair. I love communicating with my clients on that more one-on-one level. And I love doing more continuing education for stylists that want to learn more, but me teaching BD college or teaching high schools, um, teaching high school students in a cosmetology program. That was definitely a tough cookie for me. Um, I bet, I bet you've done so much in your career. How many years have you been licensed? Uh, so I'm like, I feel like half of this year was a blur. I'm like, why did I get a 2020 planner? Uh, okay. So it's 2020, right? Uh, an education 11, um, and then developed three cosmetology programs at three different high schools. And I decided to go back to be a suite owner because I realized I wanted to work by myself for myself. And so with all that working behind the chair in other salons and corporate salons and franchise salons, booth renting and teaching both beauty college and high school setting, I just realized I wanted to be by myself (laughs) (laughs) with just my client. And I love people and I love talking to people and I love my clients, but I didn't like the chitter chatter or the gossip behind the scenes. Um, I think I'm very, I I like to portray myself as a professional individual and I come in black all the time. When I come to work, I have a professional smock, my hair is done, my makeup's done. I look a certain type of way because we're in a professional setting and I felt like maybe the person next to me in a big salon didn't have that same appearance or maybe their side matter wasn't as professional as my clients would have wanted it to be. Or, you know, right. cosmetology setting with students nowadays I feel like the generation is completely different so maybe they don't have as much personal skills as you would want them to or their manners are not there and then you have to instill that in somebody and so then the whole time I'm kind of irritated of my surroundings (laughs) right and I can bet like when you first started out 16 years ago and you were mentioning that you kind of you got your license and you floated around trying to find that niche, you know, trying to find that perfect place. I can so relate to that being a licensed cosmetologist myself. I get that so much. But then you went on to say that, didn't realize, hey, we're going to make money when people get off work. And so right. there's another adjustment to make. And then, but now I'm thinking 16 years later, with all that you've learned in the industry, if you were to go back and maybe teach the industry and all that, you could also teach some life skills because you've been through a few things in your in your career. So I totally get it. And I think how you kind of maneuvered through is perfectly normal in, you know, in the, in the industry for sure. Yes. Don't you think so? Totally. I agree 100%. And everyone has their own um I guess what's the word, I guess their own culture, their own environment they want to be around. And so some people progress more in a big communal traditional salon setting. And I think that's great when you're in the be- in starting off, you need that, or you might want that 
um, so that you have a mentor, so that you have guidance. I think that's important. But then as Mm -hmm. you're more established and you're more comfortable in your settings and you have an established clientele, then that's where you're able to kind of pick and choose your schedule, figure out where you want to be, what's the best for you and your family and your clients. Because ultimately my clients pay my bills. So I'm going to do best for them. And over the years, I have clients that have been with me throughout my whole career and they've followed me changing multiple salons and sweet settings and they love the setting that I'm in and they love the one-on-one, especially now. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, We're going to get to the now for sure, but wait, tell our audience what, where you're located, which salons by JC that you're located at and how long you've been there. And then I've got a couple other questions I want to ask you regarding that. Yeah. So I'm at the New Braunfels location, uh, New Braunfels, Texas, out here off of 306, the Bucky's exit. And so my cl- my clients do love the Bucky's exit. <laughs> Get your Bucky's. Absolutely. Y'all are not, whoever's listening, if you're not from Texas, you have to stop at Bucky's, the largest gas station in the world. <laughs> Absolutely. Bucky's is amazing for sure. So from our initial conversation, when you and I chatted to the pre-work before the podcast, you were, I, I would say, I've, I've given you a new nickname and I'm calling you the Maven. You're an information specialist because you shared with me that people tend to seek you out and ask for information, ask for your input. It's probably the 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 teacher in you or the educator in you, because you probably kind of have that aura where you like a lot of information. You gather a lot of information. You like to share your information. So if you could elaborate on your new nickname, Maven, the Maven, Eileen Pettis, the Maven. Um, how could you, how do you manage to keep an open door policy, help other people and, and then take care of your clientele as well? Yeah, I definitely, growing, I grew up military. So growing up military, moving around everywhere, I kind of had to be a chameleon and I didn't ever wanted to be the one sitting by myself at the lunch table, if that makes sense, growing up. And I was always that person in school and then in beauty college. And I will remember the first job that I got um, as a licensed hairstylist, not everybody was friendly. I think it was more of a competition. Um, People could be catty. It was more of a competition. If somebody felt that I could do something better than them, they felt threatened and they didn't want to help me in maybe areas that I was lacking. I didn't like that feeling Mm -hmm. at all. And so I, I always I guess just the way I grew up, I never saw it as a competition. The industry won or just life in general. I feel like if we could give to those, uh, why not? You know, the more you give, the more you receive. So I've always been that type of person to help others, even when I was younger, not even being an educator or always wanting to learn more or being open to learning more. And my, my friends, my neighbors in my neighborhood, they joke, they're like, if there was a wall that would talk back to you, you would talk to the wall. And I probably like, you know, we were shut down for eight weeks. I think Alexa was my only friend. She, she and I had <laughs> conversations a lot while I was at home, but um, as much as I love my person, my small personal suite setting and just my one-on-one client time, I do love communicating and talking with people and networking and getting involved in the community in general. So I've always been that person that if you walk by, hi, how are you doing? If you're in my area, if you live in my apartment complex, if you're here at the salons by JC, I make it a point to introduce myself, give you my name, my background, who I am. If you need me, I'm down the hall, Sweet 40. Let me know. I got you. Like, and I feel like it's by good. giving that or by me giving that open 
friendly, hey, I'm here. If you need anything, let me know. Then, the, the, you know, that maybe will spread some smiles and some cheers and some other, oh, wow, it's not a huge competition. We should all be able to help people if we can. Why not? Kind of thing. Right. That's just been my. Thought. Yeah, I love that. I love that because it's 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 leadership at its best when you see that um, or when you offer that to someone, you tend to get it back because people respect you for being that way. You know, that person that is open for everybody to come to. If you can help them, you will. It's it, it hopefully causes reciprocity where, you know, what you give out, you get back. So that's that's a good thing. I'm glad that you. Um, that's a part of who you are and you're, you're open to helping folks, especially we're all in this together. Speaking of that, mm-hmm. um, this whole new normal we've gone through, I know that you're back to work Yes. post COVID. I mean, actually, we're actually still in it, but after the close down and the uh, shelter in place, how has business changed for you? What, what have you, no- what are you noticing or what mindset changes do you have now going forward? Uh, yeah, I will say it was a bit of a transition <laughs> Uh, reopening. I think we had a lot of time to ponder, reflect, um, try to prepare and be proactive while we were shut down. And with it being a world pandemic, we could kind of see how other countries were handling certain situations and how other states were handling certain situations, especially for reopening. And I know a lot of us were following other states that maybe were able to open before we were as far as hair salons. And just kind of keeping an eye on what we're going to be the new regulations. Uh, I will say I'm very proud of myself because I am very anal and OCD. So the new guidelines and regulations that were sent out from the state with TDLR, I'm like, I already do that. Uh, So I will say the new thing mainly was just, um, you know, six feet social distancing and recommending wearing a mask. I will say it's a hundred degrees outside in Texas right now. It's very hot and humid and the mask thing is very uncomfortable. So it's, you know, it's just, but having that respect and that, um, uh, courtesy, you know, being courteous of like people around yeah. you and your, um, surroundings, then you'll get that back. And so I created new salon guidelines that I posted on my website. I created a new, um, like policy and consent waiver for people to, um, sign prior to booking an appointment. That way they understood the new guidelines and new regulations that we have to follow. So nobody had any questions, you know, right when they get in, I will say being in the salon setting that we're in and the salons by JC, there is at least 40 suites in one big building. And I don't think people realize that we're individuals from the outside of the building because it says salons by JC. So they think it's just one big salon. And out here in New Braunfels, mm-hmm. we don't have a like a marquee that says salons by JC. We don't have a sign by the street. So people think we're at JC Pennies because they just they see they see or hear JC. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a little, you know, confusing. So people will come in without reading what's on the outside. And I will say like our concierge has been amazing. So, you know, those of you that have a concierge, if you're at a salons by JC, like show them praise because I know they're doing more than what they probably should be doing. And I appreciate ours here at uh, New Braunfels. She's been doing an amazing job without her. I think it would be pretty crazy. Um, But people, you know, they don't read, they don't listen, or maybe other tenants are not coaching or they're not letting their clients know these are the new guidelines, these are new regulations, please be respectful of people's time and other people's space, you know, X, Y, we have to follow X, Y, Z, please be prepared. You know, like right now you have to 
leave mm-hmm. your car, text us or call us when you arrive so that we know to come get you or for you to walk in so people are not congregating in the hallway. You know, be prepared right. to wear a mask, you know, things like that. And so I will say um, it's a little difficult, I think, not with my clients because I've coached everybody. I told everybody I was sending out newsletters every week, communicating with everyone, giving them updates, which I think is important. So I think it's being going back to just communicating with your client or your tenant and me as a tenant um, and just keeping that open line of communication or that, um, you know, if I send an email, respond to my email or if a client has a question, answer them right away or prior to them booking an appointment, let them know these are the new guidelines or when they confirm as a reminder, don't forget, these are new guidelines. And so I will say that's a little tricky because my station, my salon is like halfway towards the back. So like I do see like the flotation of people that could be made doing a better job at following what we should be doing kind of thing. But I think we're all doing the best that we can, but it is different. It is new. And, you know, it is, it is. And like you were saying, oh, I'm sorry no, to interrupt you, but I, it, like you were saying, um, people are coming in off the street, you know, because some of the salons, uh, maybe the stand standalone salons are not as easy to get into because of the social distancing. Right. So much easier for us as or for you guys in the salons by JC Suites to really have that, you know, that one on one making sure that things are kept clean and tidy and they can actually see that that in progress but people coming off the streets and yeah you're right kudos to the concierges that's one of our you know brand specialties is having that full-time concierge kudos to them for really um holding down the fort and getting us all um kind of getting everybody indoctrinated to the new systems because it's a big deal. You said you updated everybody on your website um, and you can send out newsletters. I think that's that's really a great thing to do to kind of keep your customers informed. But I was going to ask you, I know that you're just kind of getting in gear. How long have you you been in your salon so far? Um, I think it's been three, the three weeks. Maybe this is my third week back. Three weeks, okay. Okay. Have you noticed a change in um, maybe that initial consultation or have you been, how do you kind of get to know what your customers want as far as consultation? Because I'm sure you got some customers that had three or four inches of sure. outgrowth in their yes. roots. And they need to have that consultation. What, what changes did you make in, in that so regard? I will say uh, with everything going on, most established hairdressers are pre-booked. And so I was pre-booked for the end of March and all of April. So I just moved all of those clients for May and June. And because I already knew what they were needing, um, I just call, I would call them throughout the time frame and say, okay, well, now that we're a month out or a month later or two months later, let's add a conditioning treatment or just because it's been two extra months, it's going to be an additional charge for uh, color because it's going to now be an additional bowl things like that. So I just communicated with them individually and called them and maybe had them send me photos of their hair if they wanted something different. And I did all that consult- consulting prior to opening. And okay, good. for new clients, um, as of now, I haven't really took anybody new, but I have it on my website. I uploaded a consultation form on my website. So I have a new client form on my website. 
So pre-COVID, I would let mm-hmm. people come in. I would do a complimentary 15-minute consultation. They'd fill out a consultation form. I would review their hair, and then we would pre-book them um, before they left based on what they wanted. And then, and then we got shut down. And so I'm like, well, I could do consultations all day for six weeks or eight weeks, however long we were closed. So I was right. reaching out to people that I knew wanted to get in and doing consultations. And then I had a couple a new uh, potential new clients that were being proactive, reaching out to me and saying, you know, I want to get in your schedule. I know that y'all are closed, but sometime in May and June, that would be awesome. And I said, I was like, cool. So then I, I mean, I had nothing but time at the time. So I just would coach them or Mm -hmm. talk to them over the phone and they'd send me photos and then I would get them on the schedule. Um, But I have everyone do a consultation form online and then request a booking online. And then I kind of go through my screening process and then see where I can fit them in. Mm-hmm. And that's even if I want to fit them in. Some of them are rude. Offense. Right. <laughs> well, we won't talk about that. You know what? Everybody's desperate. You know, they've been on that lockdown and they're like, look, I don't have any patience left. I need to get my hair done. But another alternative is, you know, everybody's on Zoom and Zoom gives you that 40 minutes of free uh, free airtime or virtual time, whatever you want to call it, but you could also do consultations there. I mean, especially when you start getting busier and busier and people are going to really be wanting mm-hmm. to come in, maybe just taking um, some time in the evening or whenever you get off to actually do those Zoom calls. That way you can have them in natural light or under natural light and you can actually see what you're getting into because some of the guests, they, they're not really exactly sure what they need and they, they just know that they need mm-hmm. help. But that's that's another alternative sure. for us. Um, and I say us, I'm not behind the chair, but You're I'm always totally behind the chair in my head, yes, right? For sure. <laughs> right, it's us. So yeah, well, it sounds like you've gotten things under control and really um, going with the flow with this new normal. I'm really um, proud of you for doing that, getting back in there, getting back in the swing of things. I want to ask you, do you have a mentor or a strong networking group that helps you grow as a businesswoman and an entrepreneur? Yes, and I wanted to thank you for your praise. I think we're all just taking it day by day, but definitely um, I within the community, when I moved to New Braunfels, I I started with a networking group called Boss Babes of New Braunfels. And they really helped me um, thrive within the community. And then I started volunteering at my church's thrift store. And then I um, volunteer at the food bank and really anywhere that I can get in to fit in, in a way. Because you want to get familiar with your surroundings, your community, and then also a networking group really helps so that you can get your name out there. And then it's more of like a referral based networking group. Um, Boss Babes in New Braunfels is anyone could be in the group as long as you're a woman and you're an entrepreneur. So there's, you know, so many, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of hairdressers, but we're all friends and we all help each other and we build a community and maybe I don't like doing perms. So I give that to somebody else and vice versa on things like that. Um, And then I had joined another networking group, just a local one, that was exclusive only. So that means only one hairdresser in the group or only one real estate agent in the group, only one doctor in the group. So then you could kind of vibe with each other and then refer people on that type of way. Um, And then after you build a year or two later, then you could decide what you want to stay in. And so right now I'm very involved with um, Boss Babes and New Braunfels. I'm actually one of their ambassadors. So there was a gal that created it and then she moved to a different location and then people within the group are helping. And so I actually help with their social media and 
help create groups, um, events, I shall say. So like mixers, meetups, happy hour, things like that. And it's cool. It's fun because you get other people to hang out with. And I'm so excited that now everything is open and I could actually like fist pump somebody and maybe go dra- grab a margarita, you know, and like talk to people one-on-one. Right, but I, and then, you know, mentoring, I'm involved. The brand that I use is Lonza. And so I have uh, mentors within the brand, within the line that I use. And then my beauty school instructor, Miss Poe, she's amazing. She's been my mentor ever since beauty college. And so, you know, within the Boss Babes community, Lonza, and just with school, I think we're I, I will always keep learning. I never want to stop learning. So I think it just as a professional in general, you should always want to keep thriving and keep growing as a professional. And I, every, I still keep in touch with my instructor from 15 years ago, 16 years ago. And uh, I called her the other day and, asked, and we were chit-chatting, you know, and we hang up and she's like, I love you. I'm like, I love you too. You know, you build relationships with these people and they end up becoming your family. Absolutely. And it's, it's a really cool. And Absolutely. so just finding that bond within the community or within the brand that you use or within the school that you went to, once you find that family, you're going to keep it and you're going to love it. And then that will help you thrive within the community and within your profession. And I think unless you find that, you're not going to really love what you do. Absolutely. Oh, that is great. Very well said. Yeah, you're busy with it. That last group that you were saying where there was only like one um, person that specializes in that particular, that expertise, is that like a BNI group? Uh, well, the that one I concept, but it, I didn't pay for it. So there's groups like all throughout all communities. Mm-hmm. And so where I live, there are like meetup groups that will just meet up one day a week um, at a local restaurant mm-hmm. and you don't pay, but it's quarterly. Uh, I mean, you're not, you don't pay for a membership, but it's referral based. So you get an, a point to show up, you get a point in review for somebody, you get a point if you buy from somebody, you get a point if you bring a guest. So it was like a point system, which is kind of cool because okay. yeah. you're not just, you're in a way you're doing more work than giving them $25 a month or however much a membership costs. Yeah. Um, and that was cool too. And I've joined, I haven't joined a BNI, but I've joined other ones that were um, a membership fee or or monthly or Mm -hmm. quarterly and it was exclusive to one um per profession but being i i i went to one of the meetings and just at the time wasn't within my budget and then i found other ones that were within the budget but it's all power of advertising so you know some people are like oh i don't want to join networking group i don't have time it's part of advertising it's a write-off you have to invest in yourself and if you're new to the community or you're struggling on getting clientele, people buy people. And and I think mm-hmm. that, you you know, everyone should be able to get out and about. And so people know me in the community. I have a distinct look about myself, one, because my head is shaved most of the time. And I change my color <laughs> all the time. And I'm very um, outspoken. <laughs> Somebody the other day mm-hmm. said something like, I discreetly took a photo. I'm like, nothing I do is discreet. So if I took a photo of you, I probably (laughs) stood up and took it exactly of you. (laughs) Right, right. Well, you stand out and that's good. You're unique and that's even better. You want to be different, but you also want to be inclusive, right? Doesn't that sound like what you're doing? You're inclusive, 
But of course, you've got to find that, you know, that part of you that does stand out. And and those networking groups that you talked about, um, those are great. You definitely want to choose one that's, that's in alignment with your goals and they can help you progress while you help others progress. So it sounds like you, you got that under under control. It sounds like you stay really, really busy, <laughs> very busy. And that's good. Well, even now after, you know, we've been kind of shelter in place we're ready to get out again like you said and start networking but still being being careful that we're not out of the woods yet uh, but we still want to you know do business and we still want to grow our business Um, that being said what's what's what do you think is in store for you in the future I know it's almost like we're not really starting older over, but kind of starting over with something new. Have you thought about like, okay, what's, what's down the road? I've been through no, this. Now, what's, no, what's next? Really? I'm just taking it day by day. You know, somebody asked me your, your new guidelines do you have on your website? Are you going to take those down if the state says that we don't have to follow those anymore? And I'm like, I don't know. I haven't even thought about it because with everything going on, I mean, you just don't know, you know, my mom, she always tells me because I'm a planner. And that's how I stay organized. And I am so busy with everything going on. But I have a planner, I have my iPad, I have online booking, I try to be organized with my emails. And if I'm not organized, and if I don't plan in advance, then I would probably go crazy. But, you know, the <laughs> my mom always says, tell God your plans. If you want to hear God laugh, tell him your plans. Like tomorrow's guaranteed right so you just don't know and so i'm like okay so right now i'm just kind of chilling taking it day by day being thankful for what i do have um and with my clients they've been amazing um standing by me this you know in the eight weeks because we don't know what's gonna happen moving forward it's nice to have goals and say it out loud what you want to do i mean i would love to take a trip but i don't even know if i want to get on an airplane right now Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, well, it sounds like to me that is your goal is to yes, be ma'am. grateful and to stay flexible and to just, you know, really be thankful for what you, you have going on right now and just take it yes. day by day. Um, I think that's that's a good plan. Uh, I heard someone say, yeah, if you, if you don't want to, if you want to not get bit out of shape, stay Amen. flexible. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so I, I think that that's one. probably, yes. yeah. It's a good way for, for all of us to look at, at things going forward, just doing our very best with yeah, what we have today and being exactly. thankful it's for that. It's a beautiful that. day outside, live in the moment, show grace. Yes, be thankful for what you have, you know, tell people thank you, smile, you know, so. Yeah. I believe that too. That's, that's, that's a good way to end. Our, I hate to end our podcast, but it's a good way to end though, you know, on that positive note um, that we're all supporting each other and we're all grateful that, um, you know, we're all almost on the other side of this thing. I, I do believe that, that we're getting to the other side of it, but we still have to be vigilant, but I certainly do thank you for um, joining the podcast today. This has been such a good discussion, a great discussion and maybe we'll have yes. you back on again and we'll talk a little bit more once you've kind of gotten saturated in this new normal and you can kind of give us some, some insight, give the listeners some insight on, on what's going on. So, um, yeah, thank we'll you. invite you back. Yes, that, ma'am. Would that I be appreciate good? your time very much. And thank you for inviting me. And this has been really awesome. Thanks for tuning in to the Salons by JC podcast. 
Tune in next time for another sweet success episode. If there's something you'd like to hear on a future podcast, send us a message. If you like what you've heard, follow us on your favorite podcast channel. For franchising opportunities or for more information on becoming a luxury Salons by JC suite owner, visit our website at salonsbyjc.com. Have the professional life you dream of and we'll help get you there. At Salons by JC, you're on your own, but never alone. So keep dreaming big. Until next time.